Welcome to the third series of the LT Chat Show. My name is Roger Saunders, Associate Professor and University Teacher Fellow, and this podcast is about all things teaching and learning in HE. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and if you'd like to participate, check out my contact details in the episode description. Welcome to the LT Chat Show, and today I'm pleased to say that I'm here with an ex colleague of mine, Amir. Amir, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, my name is Amar Khatib. I'm a senior lecturer in marketing at uh, Liverpool John Moores University and I'm also an active researcher in branding, consumer behaviour and digital marketing. And today we're going to be talking about social learning. So I think it might actually be quite quite useful firstly to actually define what that is um, and then maybe explain how you came across this or, or you know, where the idea first came from yeah so basically in few words social learning is about getting all students involved in the learning process in a social manner it's an open and democratic and transparent learning environment and it's really about building uh, relationships because we believe that building relationship is an important asset that students should take when they leave business school now that doesn't mean that in other schools it's not important but we think uh, if you go to business school it's really important to do that networking. And it's also about learning uh, to work together and learning to support each other. So the students are actually building a community of learners. So um, a student is not just an individual sitting in a class, there's a sense of membership. And we as educators need to foster that um, uh, membership. Um, it's not just group work, okay? Uh, it's more than that it goes beyond what happens in the classroom and that's the key distinction because some people think that okay social learning just put students in groups and they'll you know learn in social manner yes but we need to do more work and i'll explain to you later how we do this okay and and where and how did you come across this idea of because um I've, I've kind of experienced it before and i i have heard someone talk about it before where it was this idea of of in this particular instance that I'm thinking of trying to use social media, whether that's a a WhatsApp group or a Facebook chat to one create a community, but two allow that that uh, you know continuing communication outside of the classroom. So when and how did you first come across it? So basically, since I started, since I started, since I started my career back in 2009. Sorry, there's a bit of hiccup. Can you just edit this? <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah. So when and how did you first come across it? So when I started my career back in 2009, the single most obvious thing I noticed over the years is that there's a decline of social skills with students. Now, um, students use social media and they think social is about the use of social media. And that's just that there's a change in the perception of what we mean by social. Okay. Um, and I'm not. I have to have to put, have to put, have to put this uh, clearly to, to people that I'm not uh, in favour of putting stu you know generations in clusters like you know we talk about Generation Z or Gen Z, you know, and it's not like that. But it's basically uh, I think these generations didn't get the chance to practice and 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 do the social things that we did in the past. So they have social media accounts and they think in order to be social, you need to have social media accounts. Um, so for that reason, I think that perception changed um, 
Whereas in my opinion, I don't have many social media accounts, but I'm still a very social person. So students need to be equipped with the social skills they need at workplace. There are some stats suggesting that uh, employers are actually struggling with uh, the new generations in terms of their social skills. For example, uh, some studies suggest that they lack communication and networking skills needs for the workplace. Uh, Deloitte and PwC are actually giving extra coaching to their youngest uh, staff when they notice there's a disruption happening during the pandemic, for example. They have weaker teamwork skills, they have uh, um, less communication skills than the previous cohorts. How does this work then in terms of uh, what you're doing in in the classroom? Because I, I think there's there's two things there which aren't presumably interrelated, but you, you might want to suggest that there are certain things that work best in one area and certain things that work best in the other. So you've, you've first of all, you've got um, actual social skills uh, and then you've got, you know, it's kind of working together. And then the other one would be communication skills. So can you walk us through the specific things then that, that you've you've implemented? Yeah, so basically it's very important to make it happen. It doesn't happen by chance. You have to plan it. So you need to make your curriculum social by design. That's the first thing you need to think about. So you need to, think, to imagine the student's learning journey and then decide what they need to do in every step. Um, it's also important to provide all the necessary tools to facilitate social learning. So when I get my students uh, um, to the seminar, I ask them to create, uh, to download Microsoft Teams, create groups and start working with these groups. I also encourage them to use OneDrive, uh, share their documents in one place. Um, it's surprisingly many, many students don't know how to do this. So I actually spend some time showing them how to make it happen. Okay, we use workbook as well and we use shared workbooks and students actually get to work simultaneously on that workbook. That's an, also an important skill they develop. And I use Padlet. And I think Padlet is an important tool to use these days uh, with the students because it makes it actually very social. Now, I have been advocating for Padlet for the last couple of years. Um, you can call me the uh, Padlet champion in my institution. But essentially, Padlet is very important in making things visible for the students so they, they can actually interact together. They can see uh, what, what others are talking about. And also, you can make it anonymous. So you remove that you know judgmental side of things. And that brings it to the very important aspect of social learning is to make it safe. Now, students are reluctant to engage in learning if they feel threatened. So you need to reinforce that safety element when you, when you actually teach. Um, you need to make it interesting because students need to see the value of what they're doing. And I always try to do this, you know, um, and I think we as educators don't do enough on this. We don't show the value of what we do. So I spend some time explaining to my students, OK, guys, the way we do this is to help you develop your social skills because we have to do one, two, three, four, five, and that would make you more employable. That would uh, um, help you develop your networking skills, communication skills, and, and so on. So uh, when I do something, I actually explain the reasoning why I do this. I talk about it. I talk about the skills they develop. I talk about employability. The groups that they form, do they include the tutors or are they just for the students? No, these are just for the students, but the tutor should play an important part because I think 
uh, our role really has changed from just teaching to managing uh, students' learning. So this, the tutor is actually involved in getting the students to work together and we set the structure. So if you look at any social class, it's it's very noisy, it's very busy. And I think it's a healthy, healthy sign of a classroom. It's fun, but serious because, you know, students actually have some tasks uh, in my to work on. Um, for that reason, the social class has to be well structured and organized because students need to have clear tasks. There, sh there should be some call for actions. The tasks should be timed and they are encouraged to share their work at the end. And that's an important part. OK, so social learning happens in groups, but also happens as a whole uh, cohort. So students do get to see what others are talking about. So at the end of the session, I invite all students to um, share their ideas, uh, explain what they've been talking about and so on. And are these related just to what goes on in the classroom or is there a, a sort of knock on effect when it comes to the assessment? So uh, the, the activities that they're undertaking are these things that are building towards the assessment or are they sort of more specific to uh, whatever topic is being covered in the classroom that week? I would say a combination of both, but there's always that emphasis on assessment because I think students see the value of their work if they see that they're actually building the component of the assessment. So I try in every session to say, OK, guys, we're doing this, OK, but that should feed into that particular item in the assessment. Do you monitor at all what's actually happening on uh, let's say let's say OneDrive. So One OneDrive is that's going to be where they're going to share documents. Will, will is that where they are going to uh, edit documents as groups? Yes. Yeah. So basically, uh, OneDrive has two purposes. One is to put the workbook where they work together, and second to put all the materials they collect, maybe links, videos, um, PDFs, and so on. So they put all things together. And then they get the chance to work on this, you know, whether in class or outside class. And that's the important one. In every session, there is something to do after class. And that's where you build that social connection because students get to work on something in class. But I say to them, you know what? But that's not enough time. You've just started working on this. You need to spend extra time. So students are actually encouraged to have uh, private meetings where they sit down, they do research, they debate sometimes until they produce something and come to the next session with something to talk about as well. OK, so uh, again, I'm sure my experience isn't unique, um, but for anybody who's ever taught group work, particularly if it's assessed, there are frequently uh, issues in terms of the interaction of students. So, you know, there'll, there'll be some students who will, I can't remember what it's called now, academic loafing. So they're students who will sit back and let everybody else get on with it. Um, I've certainly experienced people who take the leadership role of any group so seriously that in the end they actually upset the whole of the rest of the group because they just don't appear to be listening to anybody there. They're determined this is the route we need to take and, and they're trying to get everyone on. Sometimes there are some students who are perceived as being weaker within that. Uh, it, you know, even if it's actually, you know, it's not that they're loafing, it's maybe just that, that they're not getting the materials as good or, or sometimes it's because um, you know, they've got other pressures on them. Maybe they've got, you know, work or, or family responsibilities. 
is there a way in which you make sure that these groups that are working together outside of the classroom either avoid or are aware of or have a way of dealing with any of those issues? Exactly. So I think the beauty of social learning is that embraces the the differences, you know. So students are different in the way they do things, but there should be moderation. There should be someone actually helping the student with that process. For that reason, I always say that social learning isn't just like a social event where you get students to work together. You have to be there. You have to control what's going on. Um, um, so you need to think about, for example, driving. When you learn to drive, they tell you don't learn to drive with a family or friends just because you can pass some bad behavior because there are things that you can't control. It's better to, drive, to learn to drive with the driving instructor. Same thing can be said about social learning. You have to be there to monitor their progress. So what happens is that I get the student to share their workbook on a weekly basis to just tell me what's going on. Are they having private meetings? I have sections for private meetings where they stu the students put the names of, the, of those who contributed, put what they have discussed and talk about it. And when I spot an issue, I sit down with this and talk to them, okay, tell me guys what's going on. Let me let me help you with this. Sometimes they point uh, the fingers at someone who's not engaged. Sometimes they point the fingers at someone who's uh, maybe dominating the group and not letting others work. So I have a word with that person just to uh, improve things. And I also uh, tell the student that, okay, it's it's okay to be different. Um, so some students might be good at uh, researching, some students might be good at presenting, and that's how they learn, because I think one of the key benefits of social learning is that you simply learn from others. You know, you sit down and watch, you know, you listen to their ideas, watch how they do research, how they figure out an answer, um, how they, for example, search databases. I see many students struggling uh, to use the university's database. So. In that sense, I'm always there to support the students and, 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 and make sure that they are actually making progress and try to alleviate all the issues that come up when they do that social uh, work. As I said uh, before we started the re recording, I, I'm always very grateful to, to sort of working with other people because I think that's where you get lots of ideas from, either specifically something that someone does or says or what someone does or says in terms of what it then makes you think of as an adaptation for example but I certainly have encountered whether it is greater now I get a sense that it is but I don't really have any statistics to support that that there are more students who feel both at a personal and an academic level that they are more focused on themselves, shall we say. So in particular, I've, I've got students who've got anxiety or other um, learning issues that mean that they they really aren't comfortable participating in, in groups, even safe groups and, and groups that are not, you know, then going on to be summatively assessed. Do you experience that? Is there something that you, you deal in terms of, of that? Maybe there's a student who actively doesn't want to engage because they're, you know, they're much more focused on on themselves and their own experience. Absolutely. And students are citing social anxiety more and more these days. Uh, students are struggling to work with others. But that's exactly why we're doing this. Uh, we're trying to get students outside uh, the comfort zone. We're trying to get students to learn to work together. So I provide the students with some materials on how to work with others. 
uh, we actually have a platform, I forgot the name now, where students can go and do some uh, courses on their own uh, to learn how to do certain things like you know, study skills things. So I get them to complete that course and I keep reminding them about um, doing that course. And then I discussed, you know, how you guys are, are getting on with that thing. I also get students to sign a contract at the beginning to explain uh, what, what's, what's, in, what's involved in that social learning. So before they commit, they have the chance to talk to me and say, okay, this is not for me. So I accommodate for these students. I may have conversations to decide what to do. I might pick up certain students to work together because I know them and I know what they like. Um, so in that sense, I intervene. I normally don't like to intervene. I like the students to decide for themselves, but those who are struggling, I need to uh, you know, step in and say, okay, you shouldn't be working with that group. I'll put you in another group. Um, I keep an eye on that uh, group, for example. I um, provide extra support to groups who are struggling, where, for example, some students are uh, not engaged or not attending the sessions. So I have to be there. There should be that system to uh, continuously uh, so, uh, support and monitor their work as well. And do you use any forms of uh, either peer evaluation, peer review, or maybe even just self-reflection where the students are reflecting on not so much the the subject mm. but the process so they yeah. reflect on you know this is how well my group worked or this is why my group didn't work well or this is what i've learned from uh, this group experience about social learning exactly so there are two things i do first uh, i get the students to evaluate each other Okay, evaluate the contribution and so on. And second, I ask them to uh, write few sentences about the experience with social learning, uh, the issues they encountered, how they solved them, and then I present these uh, ideas to everyone. So, uh, for example, um, I get students to do that evaluation mid-year or mid-term, and then at the end of the semester. Uh, for the purpose of doing that reflection. So when I spot these issues, I try to intervene halfway through before students start, you know, working on the assessment and submitting their, you know, presentations or report or what whatsoever. And and then I use that opportunity to reflect and and, and tell them what they need to do in 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 that situation. So that proved very uh, effective. Now, to be honest, not all students like to work in, in in that manner as you said you know we're a very individualistic society so some students are still centered about around themselves but i still think that it's really useful to have that experience to create that feeling or that sense of membership that look yes i am an individual but i'm also part of that uh, learning community you mentioned peer review could you sort of explain what you do for that or or how that works because um, so obviously for, we've we've worked together before and yeah. we worked together on uh, modules that involve group work um, and and I said you know I I'd borrowed from somewhere a very uh, simple system of of simply you know pluses zeros minuses and um, uh, equals um, and I just wondered if if you have a, a different system yeah so mine mine is slightly different it's not pluses and minuses it's basically explaining the level of contribution so we have the exceptional contribution okay and why they think that person made that exceptional contribution then there's like you know equals everyone else so it's kind of uh, kind of the same and then i've got the uh good but not enough 
like when students feel that that person is doing good work, okay, but it's not at the same level. So what I do, I, I kind of encourage that student to um, increase their engagement. And there's that limited contribution where students do barely little, you know, uh, but they still make contributions. And there's that, that zero contribution where students do absolutely nothing. So, um, and of course, you know, those who do nothing are, get penalized in the marks. In my opinion, very rare. This happened really rarely because the approach really isn't to penalize students at the end. It's just to spot the issues and try to take yeah. corrective measures in order to help the students. So that's how it happens. And very importantly, the students need to tell me why they think that person isn't contributing enough. So when I discuss with them, they, they simply say, well, they're late. Okay. Or they say, you know what? They come to class, they do everything, but they don't join us in that in, in these private meetings. But they send the work. I say, okay, that's that's how they do it. And that's not a problem. So part of this social learning experience to learn how to, to embrace differences and understand that people are actually different in the way they do things and it's absolutely yeah. fine and I also explain to them this is real life this is what happens at workplace you go you're not going to do things the same way you know there will be people who come to the meetings there will be people who are always late in these meetings there will be people who don't like to, to attend these meetings but they still make contributions so I always reiterate the fact that, okay, guys, that's absolutely fine as long as you're making progress. So the key thing for me is that when I look at the evaluations, they have to be looked at in line with the contributions and the, the overall progress they're making. So if I see progress, okay, that's absolutely fine. If I see a student who says, you know what, I don't like to talk in class, but I still get the work done, that's absolutely fine. That's part of the social learning experience as well. And generally speaking, do you think the the students have uh, responded well to to this idea of social learning? One of the problems we currently have is engagement. And I know engagement covers a whole host of things. So I'm really just thinking about that factor that says here is something we really want the students to do outside of the classroom because you know it's good for their self-directed learning. And because it then uh, makes it much better in a seminar situation where you've got lots of people coming with stuff that they can then contribute and that makes for a more dynamic classroom. And, and one of the issues is that of the students who are attending and attendance is another issue, probably most, in some cases, all of the students have not engaged with that material outside of the classroom. So generally speaking, does this work for you? And generally speaking, have you had good feedback from the students? Yeah, absolutely. Students loved it. So in the feedback, they all cited the fact that they loved working with each other. Now, um, let's be clear on this. Um, social learning allows different roles within the group. So yes, there will be students who are not engaged. And, you know, um, engagement is a hot topic always for us. But actually, I found that social learning improves active learning and student engagement in general because students like it. And one of the benefits of social learning is, is very customized and unique. So you've got every group and uh, they've got their own experience. They've got their own kind of um, materials. Uh, maybe they have the, the unique company or unique industry they're working on. So it's very customized. I don't see a problem if we spot these differences. And also other benefits I noticed uh, from another benefit from using social learning is uh, it doesn't feel compulsory. 
okay uh students kind of feel that it's voluntary to participate you know it's not essential to do everything else but they actually learn from that me too effect you know when they see everyone else is doing something they kind of feel that okay i'm going to do my bit and um also it's it does i think it's it's multi-directional in the sense that students are actually not necessarily uh, looking at my materials, they kind of come up with their uh, uh, materials and then they present it. So I listen to them. Everyone listen to them. Uh, it happens in all directions. That's the beauty of um, uh, social learning. It's getting them to feedback in class the things that they've been doing online, and that that's an integral part of of how exactly. this works. So feedback is an important part of it. Okay, because as I said, we need to moderate what they're doing. So I always provide them with feedback at the end and also provide, I mean, ask them to ask me what they need to do based on my feedback. So what's your next step? So it isn't just providing feedback. It's how they are going to work after receiving the feedback. And that's the key thing, because we as educators like to give feedback, but we don't really monitor what students do with our feedback. So we need to get them to reflect on that feedback and, and do something about it. Okay, so um, if somebody's listening to this and uh, they'd like to integrate social learning with with what they're doing at the moment, do you have some uh, top tips for them? Yeah, so basically uh, make it social by design. Um, I would say uh, get the students to use all the tools they need. So for example, Microsoft Teams, uh, OneDrive, the shared uh, workbook is a, is, a, is a great idea. Uh, make sure there's an element of reflection uh, at the end of each session where students can reflect on their work. Um, evaluation is also important. Um, I use Padlet as well. So Padlet is a great way for social learning because we all get to see what everyone is, is doing. I would also say uh, make it interesting in the sense that these activities should be a little bit challenging. You know, they shouldn't be like, you know, the students need to feel that I can't do it on my own. OK, I need others to work with me. So they have to be challenging. They have to play different roles in, in doing the tasks. Um, they have to rely on each other in order to get the work done. So it has to be um, uh, challenging. Uh, but also try to embrace the differences, try to show the students that it's okay to be different. It's okay that, you know, someone else, someone is doing the research for you, someone is doing the presentation, someone is doing the, the actual writing of it, that's absolutely fine. So embracing differences is key in, in the success of social learning. Okay, that, that's been really interesting. Um, I'm certainly rifling through my head thinking about the ways in which I can uh, perhaps make uh, my own modules uh, uh, a bit more social. Um, I like what you said about Padlet. I'm a big fan of Padlet. Uh, I've covered that in one of the um, bite-sized episodes. That's been brilliant. Thank you so much, Amir. Uh, thank, thank you for you, your Roger. time today. Thank you very Cheers. much. Cheers.